your Division II champions, Grand Valley State. It's the Ankara Podcast, presented by the Grand Valley Sports Network. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to a March edition of the Anchor Up podcast brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your help, our passion. Today is March 4th, and that means it's officially March Madness in the Sports Information Office all around campus. The GLIAC basketball tournament is on the horizon. We're excited to talk about all of that. My name is Jake Levy, joined as always by my partner, Tim Knott. And Tim, Playoff basketball is here, baby. It is. It is. And uh, we've, we've plowed through the regular season. The GLIAC lost a few games during the season. Uh, but for the most part, I would say probably 97, 98% of the games were played. And uh, we are moving on to the GLIAC tournament. So it's exciting. It's great for these kids. Great job by the GLIAC in terms of, you know, forging through, you know, working through all the scenarios and all the situations. And now they're headed to Purdue Northwest for uh, uh, both the men's and women's tournaments. Yep, eight teams remaining on both sides. We'll break that down a little bit later on in the show. But first, we've got to tell you what's happened in the last week around GVSU Athletics. Our weekly recap is presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now more than ever, confidence comes with every card. And we start with a couple of teams that claimed GLIAC championships this past weekend. By the way, GVSU 4-0 in GLIAC titles so far, swimming and diving two weeks ago, swept it. This week, it was the GVSU indoor track and field team sweeping the GLIAC championships. The women won it for the 22nd straight year. The men won it for the fourth time in a row. The GLIAC swept by the Lakers on the indoor and a lot of incredible performances once again, Tim. Sweeping three different field events, also doing a phenomenal job in the distance runs at the 5K and the mile, both putting out great showings. And, of course, on the sprints and relays teams, just fantastic. Once again, Nicole Sreenan breaks her 200 record for the seventh week in a row as she just continues to run faster and faster every week and build up towards that. And, you know, a couple of key runners were kept out, whether it was for injury or rest purposes, but the Lakers are so deep, particularly on the women's side, it almost doesn't matter. They were able to run away with these, pun intended. Yeah, they almost doubled up uh, both uh, the, the Gleak and both the men's and women's side. And like you said, there's a number of kids who didn't double up or triple up event-wise because they want to save them for the NCAA championships, which we'll be talking about later. But another outstanding performance by Jerry Baltus, his coaching staff, and his student-athletes. Uh, again, just uh, as, as Saginaw Valley, they were dominant. Just as the men's and women's swimming and diving teams were dominant over the GLIAC, track and field was of the same nature. And uh, great job by them. Uh, the women have won 22 consecutive GLIAC indoor championships and the men have won 20 of the last 22, including each of the last four. Yep, so they sweep them for the fourth straight year. That means traditional seniors have just swept the GLIACs yeah. every year that they've been at Grand Valley. So congratulations to them, another fantastic showing. As you'd imagine, then in the hardwood, women's basketball, start with them because they were at the home team in those matchups with the Timberwolves. Grand Valley dropping a tough one on Friday, but what a bounce back they had on Saturday to turn around and get an emphatic 25-point wire-to-wire win in the regular season finale. 21 assists on 32 made baskets, I believe, which is both of them are incredible numbers, but 21 assists, Tim. I, I don't think I've ever seen that team share the ball the way they did in that game on Saturday. And they really did. It was a standing performance in all facets of the game, and uh, they shared the ball. They were mo the, the mo movement was great. I don't think I've ever really seen two ends of the spectrum in terms of back-to-back -back basketball games like that. No question. Where we couldn't the broad ball. We were up by five at the half. Um, and, and, up by 11 and, in the first and, half. Yeah. And then just kind of fell apart, 
Yep. Fell apart in the third quarter. Just couldn't make a bucket. It was like Outscored a, it was like, 26 to 3 in the third like, quarter. It was like the basket was moving. It was like, uh, so, you know, just. It's like you're a Damon Buster yeah, trying to yeah, hit those yeah, exactly. swirling baskets. And so just the second half just didn't work. On, on on Saturday, so you're wondering, oh my gosh, you know the Lakers have lost three straight games. What's going to happen on that on that Saturday matchup? And man, they just came out and they dominated from the very get go. They were focused. Uh, everybody played well. Carrie T. Meyer had the had the game of her career. Uh, played on her started, senior day. On her senior day, seven point seven rebounds. We were talking about how Carrie was going to get a double double on her. On the first her quarter, day. she almost yeah. did. It. So it was really it was really a great performance and. Uh, and off, like I said, off facets. I mean, they shot the ball well. The movement was awesome. The passing was great. The defense was great. And route to that 25-point uh, victory. And the impressive part to me, Tim, they had lost three straight games. Going into the playoffs, it would be really easy for a team to pack it in. Oh, yeah. But Either I mean, just say, all right, the regular season's over. Let's just try to focus on the tournament or just be kind of mentally done. It's been a long year. It's been a tough season. Everything had kind of gone right, and then all of a sudden everything's not going right in the biggest turnaround ever, starting with that Michigan Tech game a couple of weeks ago. But the way that team hung in there, mm-hmm. bounced back, resilient. We saw a great showing from the freshmen. I think even in that big loss on Friday when Coach Williams, Coach Sayers decided to go with basically an all-freshman lineup for the entire fourth quarter, yeah. I think a lot of those kids got some very valuable experience there down the stretch. Ellie Drusty was fantastic last weekend as well. Uh, Sammy Garrels with the nine assists in the game on Saturday to shout her out. It was great to see Emily Spitzley hit a couple of threes, get back into double figures. That was important. Hannah Coolis, of course, playing very well. And the Lakers figuring out how to play without Brooke McKinley. Hopefully she yeah. gets back sooner rather than later with that ankle. But, you know, she, she was doing some running and stuff today, so hopefully she'll be available at some point in the next week. If not, maybe for the NCAA tournament. We'll see how that plays out. But either way, the Lakers had to figure out how to play without her. And they did a nice job of figuring out some other role players that could step up and fill in that spot. Yeah, it was rather a name we didn't mention, Riley Bisbal. I mean, she just continues to continues to be stellar. Well, we've talked about her um, every single yeah, week, so I, mean, I wanted to give Ellie a little bit of love. She, she just, she really, really is stepping up and just becoming a force. I mean, the Gleek. I mean, it's a. I, I know that the Gleek freshman of the year is going to be statistically driven by some other schools uh, in in the league, in which they've had freshmen that have really turned in outstanding performances in in terms of points scored. But I well, remember Riley's think, only playing 19. Yeah, I don't game. think there's a an, I don't think there's a better freshman in the league. I I don't. She's just outstanding rebounder, scoring in the paint, uh, passer. She really learned how to. She's really learned how to pass out of that double team when she gets doubled in the post and uh, for, to create those wide open threes. So the Lakers split with Northwood, Grand Valley State, ending the season as the two seed, finishing just four points in the point breaker standings behind Michigan Tech. Tough luck for them as Michigan Tech actually only lost by or only won by two points against Parkside on the last day of the regular Mm -hmm. season. Otherwise, the Lakers would have tied the Huskies in terms of total points, would have been co-champions. Both basketball teams having some tough luck outside of their control on the last day of the regular season. The GVSU men's team needed a win against Northwood on Saturday, plus a Ferris State win. Probably the only time I've heard Rick Wesley ever say, go Bulldogs. Yeah, exactly. But rooting for Ferris State to beat Wayne State. Ferris got Jimmy Scholler, hit a three to tie it up at 68, and then uh, Darian Owens-White came back down the floor, hit a jumper with two seconds left to give Wayne State a two-point win, 70-68. to 68. So they hang on to the GLIAC outright regular season championship, even though they only came to play the Lakers once. Yeah. We won't talk about that too much. Much. Instead, we'll talk about how Grand Valley swept the Timberwolves on the road in really impressive 
impressive fashion. Isaac Gassman hit six threes over the weekend, including four in the game on Friday as the Lakers won that one by 25. They won it 98-69, to I think, a dominating victory for them, almost 30 points for the win as my math is terrible. And then they turned around again the next day, knowing they needed that win plus some help. I'm sure there was a lot of scoreboard watching and a lot of thoughts that might have been elsewhere, but the Lakers able to pull away for a 14-point win in that one after leading by just two at the half. Again, Gassman was impressive. Christian Negron has just been fantastic all year, so efficient from the floor. He finishes the year as the GLIAC leader in field goal percentage and total blocks. Your Coors Light stat of the week, Tim, 32 total blocks for Christian Negron, eight more than anybody else in the league. He was dominant down low this year. Yeah, and he has been. He's, he's, he's been stellar throughout. He's really perform, performed well from the start of the season through the end of the season. And he's, he's been that mainstay for the Lakers and, and down in the post, providing that post presence both offensively and defensively. And I, I can't say enough about how those guys, you know, Del Brown did not play last weekend. Everybody's everybody picked it up a little bit. You see, um, Jordan Harris has gotten Jordan better Harris, every week, learning you know, this offense, running the point. Austin Braun was great off the bench. Coach Wesley was really quick. You know, we talk about Isaac, we talk about uh, Christian, but Coach Wesley was really quick to point to his bench as well. Yeah, and and they have stepped up. They've gotten better. They've gotten progressively better. Um, Tobin Schwanicky stepped in, started the two games at Northwood, did a great job while he started the game, and that bench came in and filled its role. Uh, you know, Alderin came in, Braun came in. Uh, um, uh, Visser came in in terms of um, Verbeek. I, not, not, yeah, not Visser. Verbeek. We'll, we'll go back yeah, and yeah, that part yeah, out. Don't yeah, worry, I got yeah, you. Yeah, 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 we'll get that one. So um, it was just, you know. And how about Trey Gunter, too, had, by the way? He was four or you know, five from hey, three for hey, the weekend. We called that. Yep. We called that. We called that that, that this, this team is really starting to hit his stride. You mentioned that. And I said I was really excited to see his uh, minutes increase now that he's healthy and he came through in some key situations. Yeah, we'll leave that part in there because we got that one right for sure. Last week we said on the podcast, I don't know, they might be playing their best basketball at the right time. Yeah. They come out on Friday and score 98 points and prove us right. So hopefully that continues into the GLIAC tournament. We'll preview the men's and women's GLIAC tournament a little bit later on in the program. First, we continue with our weekly wrap-up. Let's talk about volleyball getting a split on the road against a good Wayne State team, the Lakers 3-1 and one to start the year. Jayla Wesley, who's a transfer, she's a grad transfer, her tore her ACL two years ago. Mm-hmm. So between that and then this fall getting canceled, she really hadn't played competitive volleyball in two full years. And she came out the first weekend against Parkside. Did look a little rusty, but you could see the talent was there. But boy, was she good against... Uh, Wayne State this past weekend. The Lakers very varied in their attack, particularly on Friday when they got the bounce-back win. Uh, They relied a lot on Allie Thompson the first day, 47 swings for her. But in the second day, Thompson moved to the libero role. They had a very varied attack. Jaliana Primus, once again, unbelievable on the defensive side. I think she had four solo blocks in the game. They're averaging as a team like three and a half blocks per set, which is incredible. The defensive side's been really good for that Grand Valley volleyball team through the first four weeks. Well, I think you're going to see that team really start to emerge as well, like the both basketball teams have in terms of they're going to play their best volleyball from the midpoint of the season on because they're really coming together. Uh, they, they've had, you know, they started a little bit later in terms of when they started their practice, and so you, you know, and, and they're merging a bunch of p- new pieces together. So I think as this season uh, plays out, you're going to see that team continually improve week to week. So volleyball, the first two weeks in is three and one, and then spring sports starting as well. Women's lacrosse got their season underway. They beat Tiffin 21 to three. A nice job after they had their game against Finley postponed. Weren't sure if they were going to play Monday in Brighton or Sunday on the road at Tiffin. Luckily, the sun came out from out of nowhere, thawed the field enough they could plow it. They played on the road, a true road game at Tiffin. They gave up the first goal, but then dominated after that, won it 21-3. to 
Uh, Olivia Esposito had five goals. So did a freshman, Champagne. So the, the Lakers off to a really good start under Coach Lawler in her now second year at the helm of the uh, the Lakers as everything obviously went down last year to make things difficult for what should have been her second year, but they bounced back nice. And that's a really exciting freshman class. And it was great to see Champagne get heavily involved. And then also Olivia Esposito, who's been great for the Lakers the last four years, scoring five goals apiece as the Lakers beat Tiffin 21-3. to And one more match to tell you about, Hillsdale and men's tennis beat Grand Valley 4-3, to but the Lakers getting their stride as they go on the road to North Carolina next week and starting to put some pieces together under first-year head coach Sam Shaw. So there is your weekly recap. All of that brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Here for you now, more than ever, confidence comes with every card. And so, Tim, as we wrapped up everything that happened around athletics, and of course, as we know, it's only going to get busier from here as the spring and fall sports start to get underway everybody's going to be playing. The basketball teams are in the postseason, swimming and diving and track and field, both going to nationals. So there's going to be a lot of moments to pick. And so for this week, from here on out, as we do our great moment of the week, which is brought to you by the Randy Catterberg Agency, Tim and I are both going to bring our own to the table. We'll discuss and tell each other what our favorite moments of the past week were. So, Tim, I'll let you go first for the first one here and throw out what your uh, your moment of the week was for this past week. Well, my moment of the week is going to be just Grand Valley, Grand Valley Athletics in general. I think uh, all the behind-the-scenes people – that have done so much to get these student athletes on the court, on the field playing, from testing to what we've done in sports information and athletic communications with broadcasting because there are no fans allowed and the undertaking that that took throughout the year. And so, you know, behind the scenes, no, we love it when nobody notices what we do because that means we're doing a good nah, job. I'm on TV, <laughs> but everybody else. But, I mean, in terms of, you know, if, if, if no one's talking about what we did, then we probably did everything w- – correctly and we were doing a great job in our coverage in all facets of, of our, our job and so you know shout out to the trainers a shout out to our staff a shout out to the to the uh, facility staff a, sh- a shout out to the administration for everything they've done in terms of creating the atmosphere you know our atmosphere for our basketball games and volleyball games indoors have been has been outstanding in terms of David Winkoop and, and his staff doing a great job with the introductions and the throughout the game. You know, that little background noise that you hear, that means something because it, 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 it creates an atmosphere of, of a, the, the fans in attendance. And so, you know, I mean, we, we haven't had any in-person, you know, attendance at our games, but I think the product we, that we put out there uh, through the Grand Valley Sports Network and uh, – has been outstanding, and, and, and I think the kids appreciate it and appreciate the environment they've been able to play in. So my shout-outs to uh, the athletic administration staff and all all the behind-the-scenes uh, work that goes into what we do. That's a really good point. When the basketball seasons first got underway the first week of January, Doug Lipinski and Kerry Becker came to us and kind of challenged the external relations unit to make home games feel like home games and create an atmosphere that was as close to possible as our student-athletes were used to that they could enjoy and still really get the most out of their playing experience. And I think like, for all the reasons you just mentioned, it came about as close as you could without bringing people into the stands. So great job to everybody that was involved in all of that. Of course, you know, kids having to test six times a week, and that means that somebody has to conduct those tests six times a week for every student athlete, not just that one particular sport. So a really, really good job by everybody to get that underway. As well, we've been on the go since January 8th and 9th. Basically, this has been a seven-day-of-the-week op- operation. In What's terms an off of, day? Yeah, exactly. In term, you know, we've been on, we've been hosting events every weekend: track and field, volleyball, basketball. Um, and then, as we look at the month of March, uh, I looked at that calendar. Uh, there's only three days in the month of, Mar- month of March that we don't have an either home or away event. Yeah, there's a lot of black yeah. ink and not a whole so, lot of white spaces so, there know, in that calendar. You know, a, a, a lot of people have 
given up a lot of their time on, on weekends. And th- again, we go in knowing this isn't a seven, you know, nine, nine to five, 40 hour a yeah. week. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's what we strive for. And uh, shout out to all the staff who has really come through and, and helped us and, and, and students. I mean, we, we wouldn't be able to do what we did this entire uh, month of January and February without our outstanding student staff that also works for us and our GAs, Mitch and Abby and Maria, uh, you know, just everybody has done an outstanding job uh, across the board. All right. Well, you, you kind of cheated, but I'll let it go because you gave everybody a shout out. It was a very nice thing to do. My moment of the week, on the other hand, the uh, Laker women winning that 22nd straight GLIAC indoor title while they were on the road. Actually, one of the athletes that didn't travel posed the question. So she said, hey, coach, how many people that are there right now were alive the last time that the GLIACs weren't won by a, our women's team in the indoor competition? So Jerry asked the team, and just one person raised their hand to say they were born prior to the last time anybody <laughs> but Grand Valley State had won the GLIAC Women's Indoor Track and Field Championship. So that just kind of puts it in perspective for me about how long this run has gone and how incredible it's been under Coach Baltus and his staff and what a phenomenal job they've done. So I know we already talked about the women winning their 22nd straight, but that moment to me was hilarious, number one, and number two, such a great grounding moment to realize, like, this is a really long time, over two decades of that. Well, not only is it just indoor track and field, it's cross country, indoor track and field, and outdoor track and field. So those those six programs, per se, have just dominated the GLIAC from the time that Jerry arrived. And uh, their list of accomplishments is incredible. I mean, he doesn't have a trophy case big enough for all the staff or Coach of the Year honors that they've won, the Player of the Year, the Athlete of the Meet. Uh, it's been incredible. He can back uh, a Brinks truck up yeah. and they can start loading up trophies yeah. for him. If, 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 if those things were made of copper, he'd have a load of <laughs> copper. He could take, he could take to the uh, – yeah, he could melt that yeah, down, melt make that whatever down. he wanted, make a statue of himself if he wanted full size. But that's my moment of the week. Tim's is a great one as well to talk about how great everyone behind the scenes has been and how much goes into getting our student-athletes able to perform beyond just those student-athletes, who, by the way, deserve a tip of the cap as well for keeping themselves out of trouble, doing all the right things to make sure they stayed COVID-free, make sure they kept their teammates accountable, held themselves accountable, and showed that they care about playing their sport above everything else. Well, I'm going to knock on this wood table right here. Uh, it's been like a, it's been almost a month since a positive test was was had. So uh, the, our student athletes have just done an outstanding job, um, you know, and and do, doing what they needed to do to continue to play their sports. And they were all excited about it. And everybody talks about that, but you know, actually following through because you are giving up your normalcy as a college student, in which, you know, being around friends and 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 doing those uh, those social activities yep. as part of the college experience. Well, they had to give that up. Well, they always sacrifice some of it, but this year it's been exacerbated how much they've had to give up and sacrifice to be able to play their sport. So awesome to see. Great moment of the week presented by the Randy Catterberg Agency. All right, well, now it's finally time to look ahead to what's on the horizon, and there's a lot coming up this week. I'm going to quickly give you a landscape of it, then we're going to go into each and every one. Men's and women's basketball are in the GLIAC tournament this week, starting Thursday night at the campus of Purdue Northwest. Volleyball is visiting Saginaw Valley for a couple of games. Softball is playing five games in Evansville, Indiana, Friday through Sunday. Baseball gets their season started as well with five games down in North Carolina. 
Tennis is making a North Carolina trip down to face Belmont Abbey, Wingate, and University of Charleston. And women's lacrosse is back at it next Wednesday to take on Finley. So all of that is what we see over the next seven days. Let's start on the hardwood with the latest teams entering the postseason. Tim, we'll start with the men's basketball team this time around. They take on a team they didn't play in the regular season this year as they take on Lake Superior State in the GLIAC quarterfinals. It comes Thursday night, so tonight, as this one airs on Thursday, March 4th, comes tonight at 6.30 Eastern time, 5.30 locally in Hammond, Indiana against Lake Superior State, a team that was supposed to have to play a play-in game on Tuesday against Northwood. Northwood season came to an abrupt end because of a COVID test, which again, going back to what we were just talking about, how fragile that is, mm-hmm. it emphasizes how great of a job our athletes have done to avoid any of those situations. But Lakers versus Lakers for the first time this year. It's a team we didn't get to see the Lakers play, but they're a team that really, they never swept anybody. They got swept twice by a couple of teams, including the last week of the regular season, losing to Ashland twice. But other than that, they basically split against everybody they played. So this is kind of a which Lake State team are you going to get crapshoot kind of game. Well, yeah, Michigan Tech uh, swept them at home, so they really only lost to the two teams that were, you know, in the top four of the league. So, they, again, they are they shoot the ball well. They're going to play hard. Uh, they're going to play good defense, and it's going to be a battle. I mean, they have, you know, they traditionally like to rough it up and kind of muck it up and, and create that physical uh, game. It's going to be d- determined how are the officials going to call it. Because when you're playing Lake Superior State, it's going to be physical. Now, if, are the officials going to call it the physical play, or are they just going to let it go? If they let it go, it's going to be a grind. It's going to be a 40-minute grind. And uh, we'll, we'll we'll see what the result is. But if the if the game's called, the free flowing, the not not bumping the cutters and the, and you know going through the lane, then the Lakers are going to really excel. Uh, so it's, you know how how the game's officiated is going to play a major role in the outcome of the game. It certainly is. And as we said, the Lakers did not play the other Lakers this year, so they don't really have that framework. And I I don't know. I mean, it kind of has the NCAA tournament vibe to it of playing a team that you haven't played before in a win-or-go-home situation. Mm -hmm. And obviously the automatic bid to the NCAA tournament on the line for the GLIAC tournament itself. But Grand Valley State's put themselves in a pretty good spot for the NCAA tournament. But, of course, you want to win at least one here this week to feel like you've solidified your chances. Of course, we said that last year as well. And look what happened. So who really knows? But Grand Valley right in the upper echelon of the GLIAC. You'd imagine with what they've done this season, they've done enough to put themselves at least heavily in the conversation for the NCAA tournament. But this is still an important week for them. They should try to win it. Obviously, they're going to try to win yeah, all three. Obviously. But you know, winning one makes you feel really, really good about where they'd stand going into the selection Sunday. Yeah, I think mean, you really want to win that first-round game. You don't want to... You don't want to go out in that quarterfinal round. You want to win that first-round game. Well, what we've learned four. is from last year, don't leave it up to the selection well, committee. Exactly. Make it make yep. it as hard as you possibly can for yeah. them to leave you out because they did it the same thing last year. They won the quarterfinal game against Ashland, lost to the eventual GLIAC champions in Michigan Tech, and then were stunningly left off of that NCAA tournament t- field of eight, by the way, which is trimmed to just six yeah. this year, making it all that much more important that you get as many wins as you can and rack up as many impressive points as you can in front of that selection committee ahead of Sunday. So a big one coming up on Thursday. If if the Lakers are to win, they will then play Friday night against the winner of Purdue Northwest and Michigan Tech, the three versus six seeds. That game will be played at 8.30 p.m. on Friday, and then there would be a day off in between. The championship game would be on Sunday against, obviously, the other side of the bracket with the likes of Wayne State, Ferris State, and all of those other state schools over there on the other side. So we'll keep an eye on that. Make sure you follow at GVSU Basketball all day 
today and tonight for the updates of the game as it unfolds, and we'll see what happens with the Lakers versus the Lakers. On the women's side, they take on the only team to beat them through the first 14 games of the regular season as they face the Parkside Rangers. Parkside, a team that can really score it. They swept Ashland this year. They can shoot the ball. When they're on, it's, it's another team kind of like Northwood, Tim. When they get hot, sometimes there's just nothing you can do. Yeah. Again, they played really well at Michigan Tech last week and a couple of close losses to the Huskies, and it's always tough to win at Michigan Tech, and they really took those games down to the final buzzer. Uh, uh, Wisconsin Parkside, again, like you said, they can score. Um, you know, the first game at, at uh, Parkside, the Lakers got down early, had made a valiant comeback only to – come up just a little short and then in game two of that that two game series uh really dominated Wisconsin Parkside from start to finish um you know I think our team has grown as much as any team in the league in terms of from start to finish because of how, how much we relied on those freshmen those young kids who hadn't played a lot and we've talked about it all year well you know I, I, I saw some great maturity last weekend rebounding in that second game against Northwood and I, I really look for big things from them. Again, our coaching staff does a great job of taking away what uh, the opponents would like to do and uh, that free-flowing game of just giving wide-open shots, which a lot of teams in our league like to do. Uh, so I like our chances in that, in that matchup. And we've talked about it a lot this year, Tim, how young this team is and all the firsts and all the new experiences they're getting. And this is just another one, an opportunity for these freshmen and even these juniors who really weren't in these situations in the past few years to play in postseason basketball. It's just different when if you don't win, your season could be done. Yeah. And look, I, I think this women's team, just like kind of we talked about with the men's team, I think the resume is as impressive as it gets for the NCAA committee, but you never know. If you don't win the GLIAC championship and get an automatic bid, you don't know what's going to happen with that six-team field. So it's all up in the air, very important games. The, everything's on the line starting right now, and it's another new experience for this team that's very, very young to get their feet wet in, learn, and we'll see how they respond. Yeah, well, you know, you mentioned something there, which is, this is a tournament uh, atmosphere, and how are they, they going to react? Again, you don't know how, how Riley Bisball and Allie, you know, Drusty are in – and uh, Hadley Miller, how are they going to react? But then again, you know, there, there's some more, it's some experience there where those kids haven't been these, in these situations either. So, yeah, you're exactly right. It's going to it's going to come down to their uh, execution early on, staying, you know, just keeping it close and not, not getting d down early, and uh, see what happens. We will see what happens. If you want to follow along with what's happening live, follow at GVSUWBB on social media as we give you the updates throughout the quarterfinals. Again, if the Lakers win, they will play Friday evening, and then they'll have an off day if they win again and play on Sunday in the championship. So that is the hardwood coming this week in the GLIAC tournament. Then, of course, Sunday night is Selection Sunday, so make sure you stay tuned. At GVSU, Lakers will have both results for you, but so will those aforementioned specific sport accounts should those teams make the NCAA tournament. We'll have the immediate announcement of both the selection and also who they're playing, where they're going, and how everything shakes out. So make sure you follow GVSU Lakers social media and the GVSU basketball accounts this weekend for some important stuff for postseason coming your way. Volleyball on the road at Saginaw Valley this week, and Saginaw's off to a tough start, but they're always an up-and-down program. They've given the Lakers fits the last few years. We, we talked about it, how great volleyball's been the last couple of weeks, how they have got off to a good start. They bounced back nicely last week against a good Wayne State team, and when they're balanced, 
they're really, really tough to beat. So I'm excited to see how this volleyball team keeps growing, how those D1 transfers continue to fit into the system, how Rachel Jackway continues to grow as a setter and continues to improve and really impress as she did through the first four matches of the season. So it'll be fun to watch Grand Valley on the road at Saginaw and another good matchup for them to see how they shake out. Well, Saginaw plays in that kind of dreary old gym down there that they have. Oh, that's right. And uh, they, they do not play in the Ryder Center. It's always kind of a weird, the lighting's weird. It's almost like a junior high gym. Uh, it's not really when you're thinking about your college college volleyball match. It's not exactly what you're, what you're uh, anticipating. Uh, but, you know, again, this team, I think, like we said before, we're going to see their best volleyball from the midpoint on through the end of the regular season and, and into the tournament. Because I really think that uh, a bunch of newcomers, a bunch of young kids, some, some like basketball, some kids who haven't played a ton, uh, but you have your seasoned ve veterans, uh, you know, as well. And I'm excited to see how they lead, how their leadership pulls this team along. Yeah, and it'll be fun to see, especially with the varied attack. You know, some days it might be Carly Kacharzik. Some days it might be Emma Klein. Some days it might be Allie Thompson. Some days it might be Abby Graham. You don't know where those outside powers are going to come on a given day. And that makes it a lot of fun when you're trying to stop a volleyball team when you don't know who's going to be the one swinging heavy that day. So we'll watch those two this week. Again, follow at GVSU Volley for all the information as they go on for all the game day updates. You, of course, can visit GVSULakers.com at any time for all the latest scores, recaps, stories, schedules, and everything else around GVSU athletics. Softball on the road this week after a week off last week. They're number 21 in the nation. They go down to Evansville, Indiana. And after a late schedule change, not COVID-related, they'll play five games in three days. So we'll get to see that vaunted lineup get back at it, get to see that deep pitching staff. And when you're playing five games in three days, you're going to need everybody on that staff ready to go, especially because every day it's 12 o'clock and 2 o'clock back-to-back, Friday and Saturday. So those pitching teams are going to be tested. The depth in the circle is going to be tested. And, of course, that lineup hopefully will just be on display because they're awesome. Yeah, and, it, it, you know, we talked about it the first weekend. We are really anticipating some big things offensively from that uh, squad. And then the, the arms that they have, they you know, you can almost treat their pitching staff like a major league baseball pitching staff because you can pitch. You have situational pitching. You got a left-hander, you know, a freshman left-hander in there. You have a dominant uh, right-hander that can really get get that key strikeout. So you you definitely have, and with the unlimited substitution, you can make moves. You can take individuals out of the game, put them back in the game, and so you can really you know have some matchup uh, situations play out like a major league baseball team or like a college baseball team rather. So that's softball on the road this weekend. Again, at GVSU Softball, we'll have all the game day information. Live stats will be available for that Midwest region crossover. Go to gvsulakers.com. Visit the softball schedule page for the links to live stats for those. There actually are allowing fans there as well this weekend, but you have to purchase tickets day of game in person. So you'll have to show up, get your tickets. Of course, social distancing and masks required. But down in Indiana with a little more uh, lax restrictions than here in Michigan, they're opening that up to some fans. So if you want to go watch some GVSU volleyball or softball, rather, you do have the chance to go do that this weekend down in Indiana starting Friday and playing through Sunday afternoon. Baseball, meanwhile, goes a little further south. They go down to North Carolina, the home of the Wilson Tobbs of the Coastal Plain League. Fun fact for you, Tim, my first ever broadcasting job was for a team in the Coastal Plain League, the Columbia Blowfish. 
Ooh. Named after Hootie and the Blowfish, uh, Darius Rucker, yes. and that uh, that band got together at Columbia Hall in Columbia, South Carolina, University of South Carolina, the uh, same dorm that I lived in as a freshman. So a lot of huge ties to Darius Rucker. He's a big fan of the oh. show, uh, so we'll be, we'll be sure to talk to him afterwards. But the Lakers going down to get their season started, and they're playing some pretty good competition. And we'll learn a lot about that baseball team that was off to an 11-4 and start last year when things got shut down, so it looked like Jamie Dettillion had his team playing right. We'll see if they pick up where they left off here this week. Again, yeah, it's the start of a season, start of a new, a new campaign for the Laker baseball team, and uh, some some uh, new faces, uh, new positions, but some old faces also dotting that, dotting the uh, lineup card, and uh, we're expecting some big big things from some of those players. We'll get Mitch Ashcraft to give us a more detailed preview of that team maybe in the next couple of weeks yep. before they get their home season started in late March, about March twentieth. I believe is their first home game on the baseball them 20th or 21st. There's so many <laughs> teams that are getting started yeah, that third week yeah. of March. It's hard to keep Again, it all straight. We but. said there's three days in March where we're not playing an event. So, yeah, exactly. Uh, so it, it, it'll be coming up here Pick shortly. a day, any date, I'm probably right yeah. that we're playing something. Tennis is also going down to North Carolina. They're going to face Belmont Abbey. They're going to face another team that I have a tie to, the Wingate Bulldogs and the University of Charleston from West Virginia as well. Wingate, of course, is where I was a grad assistant a few trips ago back in uh, – the mid 2010s. We don't have to say exactly how long ago I was. Yeah, we don't, uh, we don't I, I was at, at grad school. I appreciate that. But uh, Wingate uh, is a is a great place, and obviously Grand Valley. I have a chance to play them, and uh, Michael Cabana does a great job with their tennis program. I've got to know him on a personal level, so they, they'll they'll be ready to go. They're a, a heavily international squad. I think between their men and women, they have one domestic player they do. They on do. their roster. So we checked out the roster, and that would be accurate. <laughs> uh, and, and from places that we were looking like Luxembourg, Luxembourg, Sweden, Italy. Some, so what we uh, surmise there is that the head coach for Wingate is a skier. Yeah, that, that's, you, that was your thing. Uh, I think he might be a skier. He goes there and does a little recruiting and hits some <laughs> right, of the slopes. Calls it a write-off. It calls a it a write-off. Trip and and, just, oh, we picked up a couple of yeah, players as well. So. No, but he's been there for 14 years and done a really, really great job. Was I think he was NCAA Coach of the Year, Southeast Region Coach of the Year while I was there. So he uh, he's done a really good job and continues to build that program. And the women's lacrosse, they were supposed to open their season at Finley last week. That game got postponed. They'll now do that next Wednesday as the Lakers try to start their season 2-0 and build upon their start before that big game with Indy on March 20th here in Allendale, the two ranked teams and two former GLIAC rivals. Indy, of course, moving over with the GLVC's introduction of lacrosse. They've moved over to their comfy home in the uh, Great Lakes Valley Conference, but still a regional rival, an important one for NCAA purposes. So Grand Valley getting themselves finely tuned before they host the Indianapolis Greyhounds on March 20th. So we'll keep an eye on them over at Finley next Wednesday as well. So that's your upcoming schedule brought to you by Ziegler Automotive. A lot going on, but the good news is the sun's coming out. Things are starting to thaw out. Next week we might hit the 60s. I might be able to sneak out for a little midday golf. Who knows? We'll see if we can find a course that's open. Well, I don't know. I don't know. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just trying to yeah. speak it into existence. We'll see what happens. But, you know, obviously, Tim, I have the uh, the, the puppy. And here's the, here's the thing with this new thawed grass right so oh. so the puppy has been so good the last two months because everything's covered in snow mm -hmm. about you know if she goes out to the bathroom she just goes and comes back inside we go for a walk she's not very distracted she's gotten really good at walks i got her on the harness now which is, was a huge upgrade in my life because once i got her off the collar onto the harness so much more control yeah, yeah. she's she's way more obedient that way but now that things have melted and now there's leaves and sticks again and grass and all this stuff it went from her just being all about her business going on a walk to now she's all 
all over the place. She's as distracted as we are during a march. We've got 17 varsity sports going on at once. Yeah. Just all over the place. And the dirty paws. They get wet and muck. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, the wet grass until – until everything dries out, now it's going to be a nightmare. I've got, well, the biggest I've got thing for dog me, issues. The biggest thing for me is that I have hardwood floors, yeah. which is helpful because if I had you carpet, then it gets so, soaked right. in and just be an absolute nightmare. But yeah. luckily, if they're just hardwood floors, I can just wipe it up off the hardwood once she comes in. And yeah, that, But you can see the clumps of mud. I know exactly where she steps yep. and what her pathways are when she gets back in the house. But all that's good. Obviously, it means that uh, spring is on the horizon. Warmer weather is coming our way, and that's definitely a good thing for us as we get ready for some outdoor sports as well. So uh, b- big weather's on the horizon. Hopefully the NCAA tournament for our men's and women's basketball teams as well. But first, they turn their attention to the GLIAC tournament this weekend. Should be another fun one down in Purdue Northwest. We told you all throughout how you can follow all the action, but make sure you follow at GVSU Lakers on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, and visit GVSULakers.com for all the latest information about every program in Grand Valley State's 20 varsity athletic programs. Big thanks, of course, to you, Tim, for another great week of uh, the Anchor Up podcast. All of it brought to you by Metro Health, the official sports medicine provider of GVSU Athletics. Your health, our passion. Tim, before we go, anything else? No, you know, another big week coming up in Laker Athletics. Uh, We're in tournament time for our winter teams, Uh, and we have the fall sports is kicking off the year and spring sports kicking it off, so we're going a mile a minute and uh, keeping busy, and there'll be nonstop through the end of uh, the school year. Couldn't say it better myself. That's our show. Big thanks to you for joining us, as always, and we'll talk to you next week after the GLIAC tournament. A lot to break down next week. We'll talk to you then. But until then, enjoy some road Laker athletics this week, and as always, anchor up. <laughs>